0: Just a heads up guys, this is not a positivity podcast, this is actually quite the opposite. Uh, Similar to my Dear Everyone episode, there will be no fancy editing, there will be no intro, and realistically I'm just not playing around right now. Uh, This is going to be a reality check for some of you because you just don't get it, and I just wanted to get a bunch of this stuff off my chest. So, Ottawa, what are we doing? Canada, what the hell are we doing? How many times as a collective do we have to tell you just to wear your damn mask? I'm not talking about just over like your mouths as well. I'm talking about like put that thing over your nose. Like it's not that hard to wear a mask. Just don't be part of the problem. If I see one more person and I use the term person very loosely right now. If I see one more person go into a private business without a mask and proceed to yell at the employees about why they don't have to. I think I'm going to lose it. Like honestly, it's. It's at this point where conspiracy theorists have lost their goddamn minds. Besides the fact that all these people, including myself, all we want to do is follow the rules and avoid getting the hammer dropped down on us and our businesses, what you fail to realize is that the world just doesn't revolve around you. And what you fail to realize is that we just literally do not care about your conspiracies. You don't want to be uh, wearing a mask or whatever, learn how to cook, or just go do something else with your time. Nobody's trying to hear your shit anymore. This is ridiculous. I could speak for myself when I say all you're doing is making people feel uncomfortable and putting that fear in their heads that something bad's gonna happen because you don't want to wear a mask because you want to be a selfish bastard. Now I'm just wondering when it hits the point of our government having to call a state of emergency, I I don't know what you're gonna do because your conspiracy theories are just they're not gonna save you, okay? Pretty much what's going to happen in a state of emergency is that all of our rights as Canadian citizens, because under the Charter of rights and freedoms, we are not entitled in a state of emergency to our God-given rights, quote-unquote. So we'll see how that goes, because at that point, something will be done, and you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, Now, on to you students. I'm not talking about the little ones. Y'all should not be listening to this podcast anyways, because this is definitely not for kids. I'm talking about y'all first years. And maybe even y'all second years that are going away for the first time, live on residence or whatever, away from home, away from adult supervision or at least constant adult supervision. You know, you get to see the world with your own eyes. You get to experience new things, new people, whatever. Ooh, look, the opposite sex, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, you are the adults now. Just make sure to be responsible. Use the parts of your frontal lobe that have been developed. Make good choices. I really want to see you guys thrive. I want to see you guys make relationships and bonds for the rest of your lives. But right now, you have to be very, very careful. Now, speaking of making choices, I understand that our provincial government had to make some hard choices, but I really think they dropped the ball in the recent changes in Ottawa. I can't speak for Toronto, Peel, or York, unfortunately, nor do I want to. We are and are known for being a student city, right? So, meaning, like, a very healthy portion of our city are students. These latest closures, which have been, like, being kept alive, they've just been kept alive by student labor, are are putting yet another burden on the future of, like, this nation. Like, I don't understand how difficult that is to understand if we're not working we're not making money where are you going to take osap what if you're not entitled to osap what if you're what if you're not entitled to a loan from your bank or something like that where you supposed to sit there and wait for for however long it takes you guys to find a vaccine this is this is unnecessary this is this is something that we should have planned ahead for knowing eight months in advance what was going to happen now So I'm not here to criticize what you shut down. What I'm pissed off about is the clear lack of a game plan from both the provincial and the federal governments, because we all knew the second wave was coming. It was just so obvious. We knew that if the virus wasn't suppressed or eradicated by summer's end, we were in for a very bad time. So where was plan B, C or D or anything? Why does everything seem like a reactionary decision and not a premeditated one? We need you as our elective representatives, as in those who represent we the people. We need you to figure it out. And we need a better game plan than the last one, because last-second closures are not it, and that instantly ruins so many lives. And just, we need a better game plan, because if the coronavirus doesn't ruin us, the mental health and the economic ramifications will definitely finish us off. We need to start, like, warning people About things that are going to be coming, like, this last COVID-19, like, second wave, modified, whatever, that was so last second, nobody knew it was coming, and it just ruined so many things. And it's, I'm not even talking about personal things, I'm talking about, like, business structure, people thought they had, like, their job security back and stuff like that, all of a sudden, they're unemployed again. What was that? All right. Now, something that also had me pretty rattled, and I've dealt with this in the past, Um, dear Ottawa, you professors that signed a letter in favor of the use of the N-word for educational purposes. I get you're trying to defend your professor, but y'all really need to stop doing shit like this. You police officers, whoever. Don't do this. Don't defend bad eggs. It's enough. This is enough. This is not this is no longer acceptable in 2020, especially the second half where we've started to get our shit together, okay? You like how I just didn't use the N-word there, by the way? Like, I just said the N-word. It's not that hard. It's really not that difficult. It isn't necessary. Case closed. Now, let's get one thing straight here, guys. I'm talking to the U Auto professors right now, but I'm not only talking to them. There was a certain book that was part of my grade 12 university English curriculum that had the N-word in it, and I was one of two black dudes in that class. The other, coincidentally, was Mr. Rando, um... And when our teacher asked the class if they would rather use the the term N-word or the actual word, I literally sat there and waited to see what my peers were going to do, because I went to a predominantly white school for high school, and I just wanted to see where I stood with everybody, and I wanted to see if the respect was given both ways kind of thing. I wanted to see if I was surrounded by a bunch of idiots and bigots and ignorance, or if these people actually understood the ramifications of using that word especially around people of color or black people um what i'm very happy about is that we voted to just use the replacement term so n-word uh it doesn't what i what people don't understand is it's not the word itself it's just the comfortability that people have using that word i don't understand why and like even with me that word was shoved in my face so much that like to this day i still have trouble completely removing it from my vocabulary it'll just pop out randomly and i notice it it's not like oh it's just like part of my vocab i don't i hate that word to be honest but it's just there i i'm trying i've replaced it with other words before but just just gets shoved right back in your face and all of a sudden it's back in your vocabulary so yeah for educational purposes it's not necessary at all it's just it just reinforces using the word in in everyday life um Using it teaches you nothing. You learn nothing from it contextually either. I get it's part of literature, but like it doesn't lessen the impact of the literature by changing the term to something more appropriate. And realistically, shame on all 34 of the professors that signed that letter. Never, ever have I been more pleased with my decision to not attend that university than right now. Um, now for my last topic of the day, and I'm going to shamelessly mention that I am not as well researched on this topic, or at least not yet, but I promise I'll be doing my reading. Um, I'm talking about the current acts of homeland terrorism and bullying going on in Halifax. Uh, from my current understanding of the state of fisheries, there was a treaty signed in order to allow the, pardon my pronunciation, uh, it's a big nitty First Nation to fish for a moderate livelihood, but they must have a commercial license to actually sell what they catch. Now, originally, a lobster was considered, like, just the roach of the sea. There's nothing more, nothing less. Uh, so they were able to fish for it safely, because that's kind of all they were allowed to fish for at one point, um, without any troubles. But all of a sudden, it became a popular dish, and tension slowly started to grow between them, and uh, the non-additionist uh, fishermen and and fisherwomen, or whatever you want to call them. And it's just gotten to the point of violence, and it really didn't have to. So... My understanding of the situation is the root of the problem, from what I can see at least, is the Supreme Court's half-assed handling of the situation originally 21 years ago. Like, putting in a vague term such as moderate livelihood and not supplementing it with the proper infrastructure recommendations or, like, I don't know, maybe a more specific term or description of what that meant. uh, It's literally resulted in a mess of a situation that could have easily been avoided. I truly hope that our current Supreme Court justices have the intelligence and integrity to help correct the laziness of their predecessors. Please fix the mess that your peers left for you, because enough is enough. Anyways, guys, that's literally all I had to say today. The gist of the message today was, dear Canada, grow up. Thanks for listening. Have a phenomenal day.